Hello and welcome to episode number four of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra, and today we'll be chatting with Owen DeForge. Owen is a painter and illustrator who's based out of Dublin. Uh, we chatted about the art that he makes, the current art scene, David Hockney, and the origins of the Chuppa Chup logo. And I'm not really too sure how it got into the conspiracy stuff at the end. But anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy. Uh, it's now time for that theme music to start the show. of the Who Art Thou podcast, and we're here today with Owen DeForge. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Hello. Hey, what's the crack? Thank you. So for anybody who doesn't know your work, oh. how would you explain it? Um, it's painting, mostly. Yeah. It's, it's pretty broad. It's pretty general. Like, uh, I do a whole lot of different stuff, but um, I guess the main thing that I'm really trying to push at the moment is... Uh, like non-rectangular stuff. Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been like chopping bits of wood and just kind of painting those. So, like, um, where did your like initial interest in art come from? Was that like was your family relatively artistic, or was it just something that you developed over time? Uh, not yeah, like it's it's not not so much in my family. Um, it's kind of like when I was a kid, I was more into other stuff like film writing and. Uh, that's kind of what I thought I was going to do. Um, but I always drew a little bit as well. And like a, a lot of my friends were quite into drawing. So it's just kind of something that we did naturally. And uh, yeah, I, I guess like I went to college to do animation. Um, just because I thought it was, it was you know, the, the more sensible path. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed painting. So did you, it's like, kind of something that I, I got into. Yeah, because with animation, like, did you just kind of, was it just as soon as you finished that you just want to do something else? Or what, like, what was the, what, like, was it always going to be painting in your mind or? Like, um, I kind of thought I was going to, I wasn't that interested in painting before I went to college. Um, it was really just in the first year we, I did like a, a core year. Um, and so we had a whole painting module and the teacher was like absolutely amazing. Um, and like, so I feel like I just kind of learned so much, um, and just saw myself improve really, really quickly as well. That I was like, oh my God, maybe this is like <laughs> something that I'm actually good at. So I feel like up until that point I hadn't, um, hadn't really taken to anything very easily. Yeah. And so that was kind of a rush for me, just like getting good at something really quickly. Um, it is pretty fantastic and, when you have, oh, sorry. sorry no, I was just going to say like, because you mentioned having an amazing teacher. Like when I was in NCD, I was really, there was a part of me that really, really, really wanted to do 
painting. Like I had an inkling to do graphic design, but it was part of me wanted to do painting as well. But like when we we had the core module as well in our first year, and then you pick your discipline. Like, do you want to go into fine art or do you want to go into design? And um, as soon as we got into design, like working with like graphic designers, um, just blue like how well they were able to teach you stuff it was just that i was like oh shit there's like much more to this than just advertising do you know what i mean like it's it's a the the discipline i just got hooked on the discipline with the way they actually like a great what i'm basically saying is an amazing teacher goes a long way like in terms of uh, drawing interest yeah absolutely uh so uh was oh yeah um so like with painting like were were you self-taught then or like like did you have like did you do painting classes or um i mean like i I wouldn't really say i was i don't really think anyone is self-taught unless they like literally never have a lesson um (laughs) like I, i i kind of my only real like uh like teaching is just from that one year and then like other years in college like i did a lot of life drawing which really feeds into my work um so like i'm definitely not self-taught because like that's where i got the sort of skills and the foundation um but like i kind of feel like once you've learned the basics like that that's pretty much all you need to know and then you just like you kind of have the fundamentals that you have to build on and then just like develop your own kind of path so i guess like a combination of being taught and being self-taught is really like what I enjoy. Mm. And like, so when you were initially painting that you were using, were you using, like it was acrylics, wasn't it? Like the start, like when did you start using, was yeah. it, and watercolors as well. Like when did you start using oils? Because I find oils um, like super tricky. Like I guess they're tricky. Yeah, like they're, they're massively forgiving, but also just like really messy. So there's a lot of pros and cons to it. I feel yeah. like you just need to be more patient with oils. Um, But like, yeah, I started with acrylics just because it's just practically so much easier in, mm. in college environments and also just like like when you're teaching people, you know, it takes so long for oils to dry and it can get really messy really quickly. So yeah, I guess like the learning the basics with acrylics was easier. But then like once I started using oils, I got really I got really spoiled by like the open times and just the kind of like malleability and the, the variety of textures and stuff that you can get. Um, with acrylics now, I just feel really, really stuck, and I feel like the colors get super muddy, and it just dries on the palette, and it all chips, and just, it's it's really gross. <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> I even just love the smell of oils when you're painting with them. But uh, that was the, when it's, I started. Uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, when I started using them for the first time, though, I remember um, I used to do like uh, for whenever any of my cousins were getting married, I would do them a painting. And like the first one that I did, I was like, I'm going to try an oil painting for this particular painting. It was a painting of like a horse, I think. And um, the we- the wedding was in like five weeks. I was like, I have plenty of time to get painted and framed. And then after um, like after a week, I came back to it. And I was like, it's fucking still it's still wet. Like <laughs> the just the 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 way the way. They, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had no I just going in blind. Like had no idea that they took that long to dry. <laughs> They yeah, are I remember the first time, I think, like, before I even did, like, a, an actual painting, I just did kind of, like, a little test where I just, like, got a tube of oil paint, and I was like, hmm, what's this? And I just kind of blobbed it onto a, like, mixed some colors and just, like, mm. blobbed it onto a piece of paper, and I just spent, like, it was really thick as well, like, it was, like, a pasto kind of level of, of application. So I spent a couple of weeks just watching it being like, nope, it's still not dry yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. 
Watch just like a we'll big see. mold of it. But just uh, it doesn't there, really like... bother me anymore. <laughs> yeah, just on a piece of paper, like out of the way, <laughs> just trying to understand this material. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't bother me at all anymore, really. Like I just kind of, I think it's something you just get used to. Yeah. And it was like, it was just. Like from... now I would have a few paintings on. So oh, I was what? just going to say that I would like usually have a few paintings on the on the go at once. So, um, so I like if I'm waiting for something to dry, I just kind of move on to that. Oh, you don't just stick with one, like you have a rotate. few. Like no, you're working yeah, on they, they usually take me like, uh, yeah, they would usually take me like just too long that I would get I would get really bored and frustrated with one of them. Hmm. Um, so I'd have like three or four that I'm working on at the same time, probably. And from like from looking at your because it was going obviously it was going through your portfolio um since we announced that we we're going to be doing this and I was just seeing like from like 2017 and then onwards I was just seeing like your um your paintings getting like pro- like progressively more kind of abstract and more playing with like forms and stuff I was just wondering what kind of uh bring like what kind of interests you and in that kind of the shapes that you put in because like the um the paintings that you're working on now at the moment are just like the 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 very unique looking the way you have them formed out. I just wonder what kind of brings you to those kind of shapes. Uh, I'm not really sure. I guess like probably just comes from abstract art. Like I just most kind of not all, but like most contemporary painting is abstract. I think there's mm. definitely like a wave of of figurative painting that's happening now, which is which is great. Um, but like I guess I kind of felt like the paintings I was doing at the start just weren't really they didn't feel like contemporary um and then like that which was fine for me because I didn't really care about (laughs) about contemporary art when I started out but then it's just like looking more at other painters and kind of like seeing that there's like you know a community like where ideas kind of feed across yeah um I don't know like because I just kind of started sketching shapes and then it's all totally like intuitive. I just kind of doodle something. And then if I like it, I build on it. And if I don't like it, I just try something else. So it's not really referencing anything in particular. Like it, it's just kind of shapes that come out of my head. So do you, you sketch before you paint then, do you? Like you would do, like would you sketch in like a notebook before you jot it down on canvas? Yeah, actually like most of the, all of the the non-rectangular ones that I do because I have to actually like build them before I start painting them. Yeah, yeah. I would do, I'd usually use like photo collage and like just like digital painting and digital sketching and stuff um, in like Photoshop or Procreate. Um, so I'd do them out there and then have like a grid and then just like transfer that onto the wood that I'm going to use. Yeah, how did actually, how did the, 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 cause you're late, like uh, the, you were saying there that they're no longer like rectangular, you're making the actual, the, the, the boards like that you're painting on all this. How did that come about? Like, was that just an idea? Was that just organically or did you, did you just decide to do it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I, I just felt kind of like that I didn't really, I wasn't really sure what my paintings were like about. Mm. Like, I just felt like I was, painting my friends and stuff but it wasn't like I don't know like still really enjoyable but um but I kind of felt like I could be a little bit more creative yeah and uh I think I was reading a book about it was like a book of interviews with David Hockney um oh I was looking at like some uh some like documentaries with him and stuff and 
he definitely like touched on those kind of things like that uh, there's this, there's kind of always been non-rectangular painting but um but like no one like people like david hockney people they would kind of like do a bit of it for a while and then like but it, it always felt just like a little bit throwaway yeah, I yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you or mean. Kind of yeah. like gimmicky, which is, which is a weird word. Like, I mean, but like, but I like, I would really but, means like. But your art style definitely lends to the actual the shapes that you're making. Like it, it the the um, the canvas is just as much as a part of the um, the image as the actual images as well. They look really like they look really, yeah, really striking. Is what I'm, like it doesn't come across as like oh I'm just not going to use a square rectangular format just just for the f- fucking fun of it. Like it actually. Like it looks, and it looks really, really good. Because I get, I get, there are people that kind of come out with stupid, especially like in modern art, just just try, people trying things that are just so out there for the sake of being out there, rather than them, you know, actually yeah. having an actual purpose. I'm trying to think. Of yeah, I mean, like, I don't of. think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. Like, I mean, it's cool to kind of just try every mad idea you can come up with, and I mm. guess like the thing of being a good artist is having the ideas and then knowing which ones are the good ones and which ones are the shit ones and throwing the shit ones away. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Do you know, Eve, I was just, uh, um, I was going to say, you were mentioning David Hockney there and it was, t- um, I remember watching a video of him when we were, when I I went to, uh, when I was in Stillorgan, uh, the art the art course there for Portfolio and they were showing us a video of him. I think he spent like an hour or two hours, if not way longer, just framing exhibitions and i know i know like literally just on the way that on the levels and stuff i was just wondering like with exhibitions like um when you go in do you find them nerve rattling or like because i know you've exhibited quite a bit in the last year since you've last couple of years like how how do you go into an exhibition basically Uh, is what i'm asking like you mean like what like with my work yeah yeah, yeah. in an exhibition yeah um i don't know I, i don't i don't feel like i've really done it that much to be honest like um I've had like a couple of group shows that I've been involved with. Um, like I got a piece in 2018 into the RHA open sub. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah that was that was that was actually like kind of wild for me because I it was the first time I'd entered, and when I got in, I was just like, "Oh shit!" I'm like cream of the crop. I've made it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm like I'm. I'm a, I'm a big deal. And then I think like I entered the next year and I was just shocked that I didn't get in. <laughs> I was oh. just like, oh, okay, you know what? Like there's a lot of great artists out there. And, but to uh, be in it in general is just fantastic. Because that is one of the, one, yeah, that, really that exhibition cool. is one of the best exhibitions, I think, in Dublin anyway for art. Like just going into it every year is fantastic. The IHA is an amazing spot. I remember what was it? <laughs> it's I, so cool. It's so cool. Like there was, I remember myself and my friend Owen were, we stayed over at a friend's house in town. This is last year. And we're really, really, really hung over. And for whatever reason, we're like, we'll go into the RHA. And they were exhibiting this um, really dense surrealism uh, video installation. Um that was like full of subliminal messaging, extremely loud music. And like, I think we lasted about 20 minutes before we went, why are we doing this today of all days? <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's what I love about it is that you actually get like, it's you so get mad shit as well as just like, really just like, just cool paintings, just cool art. It's a class little spot. Yeah. That's kind of what I, 
like it just as a as a building as a space it's like quite amazing and then like i feel like there's a pretty good balance like for being like an academic institution that um they have enough sort of appreciation for like formal technique um what balancing that with like new ideas and mm. space for for new things like um i don't know i just feel like if i had been around in like pre-impressionism kind of times with like the paris salon and like the uh all of those like standards that you had to fit into yeah, yeah, yeah. i just don't think i would have had a chance <laughs> Actually, just bringing it back to um, kind of like your actual art style and all that kind of kind. What like because you you paint like a lot of portraits and stuff like and human form. Like what brings you in terms of like interest mostly to the human form? Would you say? Um, it's kind of just what I've always done. Like it to me, it kind of feels like the the default painting. Like what am I gonna paint? Oh, I'll paint a person. Paint a person. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like it, it, I, I guess because like in college I was doing animation, so we were studying like like you do so much. I think we do like five hours of life drawing on like a Tuesday. Yeah, a ton of life drawing um, yeah. every week. So yeah, like that was kind of just my main reference for for drawing would be like people. Um, and if I was going to draw something like on paper out of my head, it would just be like a really kind of warped distorted like person <laughs> sort of human figure um also like the kind of art that like when i was applying to animation college um my uh my like portfolio teacher told me to look at egon sheila who Ooh, do you know I, no it's a, I feel uh like i should now like a, you really should i i think you would <laughs> love this stuff it's uh it's 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 twisted <laughs> all right okay <laughs> but it's just like it's like a viennese artist um you know like gustav klimt yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i know that yeah i know that much <laughs> yeah so he i think he was a i think he was a uh like a pupil of his or um or like worked with him or anyway uh, they okay. were in the same kind of circle and uh he just did like really really like exaggerated human forms that were still like but like you could tell that there's like a really really strong basis of anatomy there okay so it's like it's kind of like uh it's kind of like figurative art figurative painting meets like expressionism abstract well not abstract but like okay it's just like really really pushing the human body for like just like pure emotion and so that's always kind of stuck with me um no Animation is cool. Like I remember um, life drawing classes, like for anybody who's trying to get into drawing, life drawing classes are, are just fantastic. Like I remember the, I remember the first time doing it, I kind of started getting good at it. Like just actually being able to sketch like a whole person in about 30 seconds and being pleased with it going like that looks like a person. Mm -hmm. But then our teacher um, started trying to mix it up by having us sketch the, the guy while he walks, which just really blew my mind. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that exercise, I was just like, fuck me. Like, it's, and you kind of like, yeah. you, you're kind of like, you're looking up going, staying still. Then you kind of have to kind of um, uh, basically pinpoint where exactly his foot's going to go or whatever. So I would say, like, obviously, that, mm. that even that stuff, like, is probably absolutely central to, to animation. But uh, yeah, I remember even yeah, actually. Yeah, we did that a lot. That, that, the movement one. 
the like yeah. the walking yeah the walk is yeah. so um, hard <laughs> and it's it's totally bananas like you can't uh <laughs> you're not you're not gonna be pleased with what you come up with but i think it's just like yeah it's just something you gotta yes. do yes <laughs> exactly yeah um so like i know you do like you do your oil paintings um but like even you do a lot of digital work as well like how, how do you find digital digital like is is um oh, i'm trying to think what i'm gonna ask like do you would you what's what would you say is the main difference in terms of the work that you put out with digitally or with like traditional art art forms um just like texture really. texture like yeah. the thing with digital is um like digital is i don't know i just i i think i just i'm drawn to it because like i kind of got into painting with photoshop um when, like when I was in college because a lot yeah. of animation now is digital so you'd be doing like digital paintings for the background and you'd be like drawing and like like even like 2d animation software kind of mimics paper but it's all like digital on tablets um so I just had that kind of equipment and like I think early on when I wasn't very confident with paint it felt easier to paint digitally kind of you think you have like all the colors there in front of you and it's, it's just so much quicker Oh, it's and way like you quicker. Can really, yeah. really like streamline. Yeah, you can like streamline your workflow. Like it's still, it's not easy at all. Um, like I think some people think that because it's digital that it's like cheating. Yeah, but, yeah. You, know, no. you still really have to know how to draw and how to paint. Like it's not a, it's not a, a magic bullet or anything. Uh, it's no, funny, it's, but it's funny with the with the digital stuff though. I always find like I'll show my dad. Like I always show dad whatever work that he do that I do. And like when I did my first kind of digital painting, I did it for a, a single cover. Of, um, what was it uh, of my friend Chloe? Uh, I showed it to him, and he goes, "Oh, that's a nice doodle." And I was like, "It's not a doodle. That doesn't take <laughs> that doesn't take like a, an hour to do." And he goes, "How long did you spend on that?" And I yeah. was just like, and "He goes, did you do it on your laptop?" I was like, "Yeah." And I goes, "That I was like that took a couple of hours to do. Like that was not easy." And he's just like, "Hours." What are you doing? <laughs> what What are you wasting your time for? He's like, "Just use a photograph." I was like, "No." <laughs> I do, like I do. Yeah, it's I, weird. Like, um, people just. No, go on. Sorry, this <laughs> fucking zoom. No, 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 no. no go on, you were on it there. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna say, like, um, I think with like, I do enjoy doing digital painting. Like, I really do like it. Like, for, for I'll be doing, I'm doing digital yeah. paintings for all the, uh, for all the podcast covers. But um, I can't. I've, I've got myself a studio space now, and I actually can't wait just to actually sit there and use like real oils and real canvases and stuff because I just. As much as I love sitting there and sketching and making something on digital that looks, you can make it look so real. Like you can make it look like a painting. It will never be for me personally anyway, as enjoyable as actually sitting down with paints and brushes and, and turpentine and all that kind of spin spirits, like just sitting there making yeah. something on canvas. It's a good, it's a good place. Yeah, I feel like, like I, I think, um, I feel like digital paintings shouldn't look like paint. Like, I mean, there's definitely there's like really impressive software out there that like mimics oil paint and stuff, but like, it's just, why would you do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you like, you could be using paint, like just there's like, I think the really cool digital paintings that I've seen look super digital. Like you got like really saturated colors and you got like glitch effects and stuff thrown in. It's just like, I feel like art should kind of be about the medium. Mm. Like you shouldn't be fighting against the medium you should be kind of like embracing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with like with oil paints, what I'm really just enjoying is like the different textures and like seeing if I add like this much oil or like this much uh, turpentine, like what happens? And like, 
Yeah, it's I, it's just a whole it's a it's a similar thought process, but like a different. I I love with oils the whole layering up thing, like that you can actually wait till it dry. Like if you want to get like really thick textures, you can wait till it dries and yeah. then just layer it up on top and layer it up on top, which is why like I remember um I I remember I was over in um London and this is why I would encourage anybody to go to like art museums and actually see like a like a Jack B Yeats in person. Or like when I was in London seeing a um, a Jackson Pollock for the first time, and it was this painting that took up the length of a wall. And for me, Jackson Pollock would never have been, you know, I'd never go, oh, I want to see a Pollock. It, like, would never. He's just one artist that wouldn't really come yeah. to me at all. But see, because you've never seen one. Because you never seen one in person, it. yeah. Because you see it in a book and it's flat and yeah. it looks like just shit on a canvas. If it's going to be exactly. perfectly, but then you see them in person and they're just amazing. That the level of of just stuff that's there and like you can really get the kind of um the just the the with the emotion and the uh, with, of what's coming on while he's making it if do you, do you know you know you know exactly what i mean yeah it's a whole different yeah, game it's like spontaneous and uh and gestural yeah it was even like uh what was it i had my friend john with me and john basically what happened was john doesn't have any interest in art at all to be to be to be to pretty to be pretty blunt about it, and he he was like, uh, uh, he brought me to a Holocaust museum, then he brought me to another museum, another history museum that had, and it was basically we went to all these different history museums that was just awful, beaten down kind of, and just like this is why are humans so shit? And then we went to uh, a comedy, com- we went to the comedy store, and he was like, I was like, we're going to the Tate yeah. tomorrow, and he was like, I'm not going to the Tate. And I was like, we are going to the Tate tomorrow. And he goes, I'll tell you what, if we sit at the very front of the comedy audience, he goes, then I'll go to the Tate with you tomorrow. We sat at the front. Um, The comedian immediately spotted that we were Irish, annihilated me for 10 minutes, then annihilated John for 10 minutes. And then at the end, he goes, in all seriousness. (laughs) And by the way, this is a a packed out room. There's like 300 people here. And he goes, at the end, he goes, uh, he goes, just in all serious guys he's like what are you what are you doing over here and in my head i was just i was just like don't say going to museums don't say going to museums say going on the piss just say what say going on the piss anything other than going to museums and then john goes with it like just like not even thinking just goes oh yeah you know we're just going to museums and going around here and doing this and your man goes um and he took like he nobody laughed or anything and he just goes do you know the people that go into temple bar and get a pint of Guinness and take and take a photo with their pint of Guinness. And John's there looking at him, not oblivious to what your man's actually getting at, going, yeah. And he, and your man just goes, that's you. And the whole room laughing. Anyway, we go to the we go to the tape the next day, and John managed to do the tape modern in 10 minutes. But one of the things that I bring it all back, oh, he sped the whole sped the whole thing, but the bring it all back was we were at a Jackson Pollock and he's looking at it and there's a tour guide going over to the very right of a girl who's clearly knows her shit like quite a bit working in the Tate. And she's talking about how, you know, impactful his work was and all this kind of carry on. And John's there going like, I could have done this. And it's just like, but you didn't. And that's the point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought, and your woman was I thought disgusted, you were going to say like, that he had like a, that he had like a revelation. No, he didn't have any of that. <laughs> he <laughs> liked, you were going to say like, he, he liked he never, one. He never cared about art, and then he finally saw us. No. <laughs> like, oh, a very, a very long-winded story to get to the to get to that thing that you hear constantly of people saying, "I could have done that," and it's like, but you didn't. <laughs> and you, it's the per, the reason why this is famous is because the person who did it did it first. 
Well, not, it's also kind of yeah. like, a, like you know, you get like Duchamp with the toilet seat and all that kind of carry on. Your people, people are just going like, oh, but this is, you know, that's just wanky. And it's like, yeah, but you have to understand the time and the kind of the critique of what was going on. <laughs> like people stuff. are wanky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was expressing the wankiness of the human condition. Do you know, it's it's funny. Like I remember having, what was it? Uh, this, it was it was in NCD as well. It was this woman talking about, um, she was talking about how great, Dali was and Picasso were the two painters that like whatever but uh, they were going she was going on about how quirky they were and it was like when uh, when when Dali uh, pulled up to valet he wouldn't give the keys to his car he'd give a fish and she goes isn't that so quirky and I was sitting there going no that's just an asshole that's like <laughs> and then it was incredibly annoying it's incredibly annoying if you were working in that job and someone did that you'd be furious and then the other one was was like uh, yeah. eating Michelin star restaurants and it is genius but they would sign the receipt rather than pay the bill and then the receipt would be worth more than the meal and all that oh yeah I've heard of that yeah and I'm still there going I'd still want the money for the food like I, I the idea of having to go out sell the receipt all this kind of stuff <laughs> but yeah it's just i, I don't, don't know, know though you get way more for the receipt yeah but you, ha- receipt. you have to get it like verified and oh, i just oh, i don't know <laughs> yeah but i mean i see i see what you you mean about like artists acting like godly figures when it's like you're 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 just a, a dude well to be fair that like i think <laughs> like, artists were much held in higher higher kind of esteem well i don't know actually i would like to think that well, like, yeah in, back, no back, i mean back, like i think that the problem the annoying thing for me with like painting and fine art in general is that it's kind of irrelevant like it's not irrelevant but um people don't generally care about it like you were saying with john it's just like it's it's kind of it's, it's become kind of niche it's not like the um it's not like a talking point like a you know you can't just go to a party and like start talking about art yeah because like people generally have like a passing interest in it but um i don't know it's just kind of like excluded people i think to the point where people have given up on it do you think it got kind of too big for its britches in terms of like the kind of class thing of it yeah like it's weird because so much like early 20th century art was kind of about like critiquing class yeah and kind of like what you were talking about like oh i could have done that like in a way like that's kind of the point is that it's like it's it's liberating art for like oh you know you don't have to you don't have to be like a technical genius you don't have to go to college for 10 years or like study with with a master to learn how to paint to to make some good art it's like anyone who can hold a brush can make good art it's not about like it's not about that it looks like the thing it's about like whether or not it's interesting whether or not you have something to say so you'd think that that would mean that art would kind of be for everybody, but yet it it somehow still isn't. I think it's just because of the market. It's like people with loads and loads of money who don't really care so much about art as much as they care about like an investment. Yeah, they kind of dictate what is good, um, and then the other side are like over like you know highly highly academic people who who decide what's good. So. It's like if if you're just a, a, a just kind of a average person, you don't really get any say in what art is good. So why would you care about it? Yeah, that's good. yeah. It's kind of funny though. Like when you see academics critiquing stuff, you know, like it, it happens plenty of times with music and spe- like art as well. Like you see them shit on stuff that 
in the future is actually like yeah. really, really, really good. It's funny how that kind of works out. But uh, you were talking about like people like buying. Yeah, I love that. I love that as well. I think that's fantastic. Like phobism came from a it's term like, for wild it's beasts. It's such a like, thing. In... Yeah. Which was basically saying this thing like in a polite way of saying this is absolutely shit. But um, so you were going to say it's funny how what, son? <laughs> um, I, can, I don't know. You don't know? Um, <laughs> no worries. I think I was just, I think I was just agreeing with you. Okay. But uh, so I'm trying to think now. Yeah, like, you know, with the whole thing of um, whatever about modern art. Like, it was funny, but you were saying about um, people buying stuff as well. I actually had a teacher who would buy art, like buy quite a lot of it. But um, she, she never bought yeah. it. She never bought it for the intention of actually enjoying it, which is which I always found. This is kind of my first kind of um, kind of introduction to the way like you know, the, like, like particularly with painting, like the way that this actually like works as a business and she was buying it, she, uh, buying all these paintings in bulk from these well-known Irish artists. And then she, she, she showed us like a projector of, and would go through her collection and the way that she was going through it, I shit you not was saying like, he's nearly dead when he dies, that will be worth a fortune. She's nearly dead. That'll be worth a fortune. She's not quite nearly dead yet. She's about another 10 years, but in 10 years, that painting. Will be... And we're sitting there going, like, I was like, what, 15 at the time, going, what the fuck is this? Like, it was kind of a hard. Where, where were you? Who was? I was in, Sorry. I was in school. I won't, Who was I won't name her. In school? Uh, yeah, I was in school. I won't name okay. her. Okay. But um, she was. A but it was like your art teacher in it school? It was my art teacher in school, yeah. And then, and we were all kind of like, that's hilarious. We were all kind of going like, what? And then she was saying like, well, this is the way that the world works is that your, your stuff generally you'll find that when you're, when you're dead, it's worth a lot more than when you're alive. Like, Yeah. I mean, that seems to be right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, she's, <laughs> it's a good retirement plan. Like, yeah. fair play to her. <laughs> can't argue if with you it. can, if you can like, if you can find the stuff that, that, you know, is going to, it's like playing stock markets i mean like but it, it it is where it has become more of a business than actually like well not i don't know for for every form of it but that it's kind of like um that for uh, for some people it's a business and then for the people who are making it it's like sheer passion and extremely hard work like yeah that's the weird thing is that like i feel like the the more time i spend making art like the less i care about making money yeah um which doesn't say that like I don't want to make money. Like I, I definitely want to make enough money that I can support myself securely while I make art. But like that's about it. Um, because like if I cared about getting rich, I would have done something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also it's just that like it's really it's just like super super rewarding on like a on like a magical spiritual level. Like the the deeper you get into it. Yeah. I don't know. I just find like that when I'm like having a good day painting, like I would, I would happily trade any other sort of like material wealth for that. But I like, I, I'd completely agree with you. Like there, like I can't really, you know, go on about myself being a fine artist because I'm not like, I'm, I'm working very much in commercial art. I make art for other people. But when I actually sit down and make something for myself, and paint something for myself that I like, like that I don't really, that 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 feeling of not giving a shit who likes it or who doesn't like it, and just sitting there and just going, I'm making this, yeah. is probably one of the best feelings in the world. Like, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's very cool. And like, 
I don't know. Obviously, it's not totally sustainable. Like at the end of the day, you do have to make things that other people like um, hmm. because it's just not going to get anywhere. If you, like, it doesn't matter if you're the only one who likes it. Depends. I mean, like it, it does. You know, depend. there's different 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 spaces. Like you have to make time for yourself, and you have to make time to make money, and then also just like making stuff for other people can be like massively rewarding as well because you just kind of you get to share something with somebody. Yeah. It's kind of cool that like your subject matter with your subject matter that, that you actually get to paint like friends. Do you know what I mean? Like the, and this, I, the, I think yeah. it has much more of a kind of an emotional kind of part to it and kind of a really, like it's, it's just like, it's cool. It, it's cool seeing that like Niall, for instance, or Alexi are in your paintings. And then it's just like, yeah, but they're, but, you, but, but knowing you and then seeing that you, you kind of, it, it just adds so much more kind of, um, Ooh, I kind of think of, I can't really I don't emotion I'm just gonna say I'll just use the word emotion it just it adds so much gravitas to the actual painting yeah. like like would you always would yeah you, I feel like I kind of no sorry go on would I would I what I was gonna say would you like would you always like um, would, you, would you, in terms of personal painting would like would in terms of sorry your your artwork would it always be do you think you'd always use kind of people that are around you um yeah mostly like I'm actually working on one of somebody that I've never met it's just like Oh. It's just like, wow, this this looks really cool. Like this person, oh, the person, just like sitting, holding a dog, and just looking really like, just really powerful. Yeah. Um, in a kind of like classical sort of like it just it really reminded me of like a Velasquez painting. Um, oh shit! Particularly like the the clothes that they're wearing. It's got like this really nice shine to it, so I just felt like just as an exercise like i really really want to paint that like i know that the authorship of that is kind of strange because i'm like because someone it's someone else's photo but yeah. i've done that quite a few times and i feel like it's it's like it's not copying i'm like doing something of myself but then obviously it does owe so much to the person who took the photo yeah, yeah, yeah. actually there's um, a but yeah. yeah so like i like to use my own photos a lot as well yeah, oh, yeah there, go ahead. There's a question, what was it, that you mentioned the photo thing, because I remember getting stick, year, now this is years ago, this is about five years ago, for doing a painting from a photograph rather than having the person in front of me. I don't really, and it was like, it was from a oh, yeah. person who's like a traditional fine artist. Me personally, I don't think that's an issue anymore. I think I personally feel that it's perfectly normal to paint from a photograph rather than have a person in yeah in front of you i don't really see the, i don't really see the harm in it at all now to be honest no that's so funny like um because because obviously yeah like i've I've encountered that so much as well um and like i don't i i, I kind of know of people who paint from life um but like the idea that you're going to paint a person and like compensate them for their time when they're sitting in front of you like as as a like a student or or a, a graduate like there's there's absolutely <laughs> it's completely not realistic like because the person who's modeling has to get paid and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not like the amount of time it would take to have them sitting there is just ridiculous like an oil to have somebody um, sit in front like, of yeah, you for just, an oil painting is just insane <laughs> like in today like like it is like i mean it's upwards of like unless uh, you're like 30 hours hours like of, unless you're like yeah, unless you're, fr yeah, I know. What yeah, you're it it depends, but I mean, like, I know Lucian Freud used to he used to paint someone for like 
200 plus hours jesus and christ obviously by that <laughs> point in his career you know he could he could afford he it could do it yeah um and i mean people would probably sit for him for free as well like you never know but um but yeah it's just like most of the painters that i know use photos and are like completely unashamed of that um i do think there's something to be said for like learning to paint from life and learning to draw from life like because you do you just understand like depth much better because like at the end of the day when you're copying when you're not copying but when you're drawing from a photo it's like flat you are so drawing just the it's like the sh- a lot of the work has been done for you yeah I think yeah just the shapes that's yeah. what I, that's what i found with with um with drawing uh with uh live drawing you 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 understand more of like form rather than just jotting down this kind of like flat kind of thing do you know what i mean you you have to kind of you understand kind of all the grooves and all like with the photograph yeah. you're only kind of seeing exactly what's in the photograph which i know sounds stupid because when, yeah. you're, when you're live drawing you actually see you'd be looking at the exact same thing if there was a photograph taken with your eyes shut but you you, you just somehow see more if that makes sense yeah and like because you have to frame it yourself as well like the the photo is already framed yeah you know it's already got the border but when you're painting from something that's in front of you, you kind of have to decide like compositionally, where do I want this to fit on the surface? Um, and yeah, also like painting from photos can be kind of like stiff because when you're painting somebody in front of you, they're always going to be moving a little bit and mm. you kind of feel that movement. You'll feel the weight of, of, of their body in the, in the painting or in the drawing. So, um, so I think that there's definitely something to be said for learning from and like studying from life as much as you can yeah but there's absolutely nothing wrong with like using a, a paint a photo like i so I, many people do it i always found that so like i know i said it already but it's so bizarre like i remember being given attitudes like if you're going to be doing portraits yeah. you should have the person in front of you i was painting like I was doing drawings of my girlfriend at the time for my portfolio and i was just like i'm not i'm not having her sit for like three hours having me sit there <laughs> it's just it's not it's like it's, how could you it's just weird. It's not that it's it weird. It's awkward. It's just so, yeah, like like her mom walking in. I thought you were watching a film. No, Barra's just trying to finish off his portfolio project. Like, <laughs> It's just always like any, anytime you think about that, it's just immediately your mind jumps to like the Titanic scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, how could it not be like, how could there not, how could it not be sexual? Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah no because i've like i've drawn i've painted like friends from life a few times and um it's usually like you know maybe like an hour or two and yeah. if they're if they're really generous but um but i've never got anything that i would be like this is a finished piece that i would exhibit happily like i'm yeah, proud yeah. of like it's always like a study yeah so I, yeah would you I, do whatever you want basically yeah basically. <laughs> I still can't believe you said that Freud painted for 200 hours plus. Like, it's just it's insane yeah. amount of time. Like, how I'm not even going to try and calculate how many days. I mean, there. It, it's it's cool. Like, I mean, oh, no, I, it is I, cool. It is I cool. Kinda, just... I, I usually don't. No, sorry. I don't think I've ever got anywhere near that with a painting. Like, my paintings take pretty long, but uh, that's that's a long time yeah that is a it's a long time like especially standing the exact same pose but uh i guess kind of say my next question is like so like over um i've been saying this to i've been asking this to everybody so like over 
uh, quarantine and all that kind of stuff. I've tried to keep COVID as much out of the interview as possible, but I, I at the beginning found it <laughs> extremely hard. Get the COVID section. Yeah, we have to have COVID mm-hmm. section. I at the beginning found it really hard to kind of get inspired by anything because I was just kind of looking at my bedroom yeah. wall and stuff. So I was wondering, like, because you, you I've even just going through Instagram, you've been actively painting and working mm-hmm. nonstop. I'm just wondering what kind of stuff has been inspiring you of late that kind of keeps you going, like, or kind of, you know, like, yeah, um, stuff. That's true. Like, I definitely, it was such a fun kind of, I don't know if it's a paradox, but like, oh, you you know, you want, everyone always says, like, if I had the time, I would do, get so much done. And now you have the time. And it's just like, why would I do anything? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it's, there's just no, there's no inspiration. There's like nothing happening. But um, I kind of feel like as, as I've, like, it's it's obviously still like, super weird and unnatural but um but kind of gone into a rhythm of it and like sort of found sort of inspiration in it um but the art that i've been making has definitely been a lot more like introspective and uh and just kind of like i don't know i've uh yeah i guess i've been more interested in like subconscious kind of themes like uh dreams and uh yeah just more more things that are kind of like gone with with me in my head and in my own space like even if i'm painting other people um it's really not so much a portrait as it is just like a kind of expression of the weird thoughts in my head (laughs) so uh, so that's kind of different for me because usually it would just be like it like I, usually like my reference material would just be like paint uh photos that I would take of of my friends and stuff so uh not having that has been has been different yeah it's so like when you're well, I would never say like a portrait is just a portrait so like are you trying to get would you say that you're going to progress more in that kind of idea like are you looking more to pursue it or is it just because of the situation that you're in at the moment that it's the the done thing yeah no it's definitely something um because um, like yeah portraits can be kind of i don't know like limiting not limiting but it's like i'm not just trying to paint the person as they look because the photo has already done that yeah um so yeah i guess like i rather it's it's like it's not so much portraiture as it's like figurative art so the arts the 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 subject matter is like the human figure but it's also like like things of like abstraction and like subconscious sort of subconscious intrusions like that's what i'm really interested in um and sorry the main the main sort of reason that i got into like doing the the non-rectangular compositions yeah. is because when you're looking at something your eye doesn't like you never see in a rectangle and you never see in like one point perspective, like you're always moving and your eye is always looking oh. around the place. Um, I never actually thought about it that way. And that's, that's something that I got from the, from like the David Hockney book as well. That's like, that's sort of where I got that. He was talking a lot about like cubism and how cubism is and like, it's, we, we haven't really like fully dealt with that yet. And that like, there's more there to explore. Um, Does he, he's, so he thinks like that though, like, does he? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 
He's an amazing like his, artist. A lot of his art is about like, yeah, he is. I mean, like, like he's I think that prob- possibly, prob- I don't know, definitely overvalued because like his, his, his work sells for so, so much money. But, um, yeah, but of... he is just like, I think it's like, you can be kind of like, you can kind of be um, fooled by how like pretty and picturesque a lot of his work is when actually like there's a lot more going on there than you, than you would, you would, uh, you think like but he he's kind the, of one of these artists that tries yeah. everything like he even i think i'm pretty sure he was one of the first artists that i saw that kind of took to doing um like digital art like he was painting on his ipad he had this series of ipad paintings and one of my favorite things yeah yeah but i know it's kind of like he's he's done a lot better stuff like the like the the collect the um what the fuck? The collage of uh, photographs that he did of the all the collages that he did with photographs are amazing as well. But one of my favorite things that he that he ever did was yeah. when he was asked to redesign. Was it the Suns logo? Did you ever see that? Really? He asked. I think it was the. Uh, I think no, it was I the Sun. So. He basically he was asked to redesign the logo for the Sun, and he sent them like a really badly like it looked like it was Microsoft Paint, like a red thing with just the Sun written on it and then just a badly drawn sun or something along those lines <laughs> and i like it was probably one of the best pieces of art yeah, it's not a graphic designer <laughs> but it was such a it was such a that's the thing that's why <laughs> art and design are such a different at odds and ends. different things yeah. yeah um actually that just while we were talking about logos uh i don't know if you've heard this uh it's a fun fact that i do uh, love the, the chubba chub logo the chubba chub logo yeah, go on. Yeah, do you know who designed that? No. Uh, Salvador Dali. No, he did not. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up. Well, I, I won't look it up now. <laughs> I just I, I, just like to bring that up whenever I can because it's it's so baffling. That's... It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no Spanish. sense. Like, <laughs> Well, Dali's Catalan, but I don't know where chip shops are from. <laughs> Somewhere. That's one of the best fun facts I've heard in recent memory. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. I'm gonna go. like literally as soon as this is this, uh, as this episode yeah. is finished, I'm gonna Google it and just be staring at it for about ten minutes, going, "Dude, I mean, like, wow." <laughs> if it's if it's if it's if it's not true, then like, leave it in the podcast. No, I'm definitely but, uh, leaving it in because like I'm now that I've said it, I'm not sure if it is true. Like I, I'm. Like ninety percent sure it's true, but it just doesn't make sense hey, to me. You say so, a lie enough, a bit, we'll enough times it becomes a truth. So <laughs> we can start that. We can start that into rumor, internet rumor from here. What was it uh, actually like? With the, it's funny how stuff like that spreads on the internet because you know the um, thing with uh, supposedly um, uh, ten times a year you swallow a spider in your mouth. Have you heard that before? <laughs> yeah. That came. Yeah, yeah. That came from. Um, college students in i think it was harvard or something it was uh, ivy league college in the states uh testing to see um how quickly lies spread on the internet that's 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 where that it's not true at all there's oh, no there's no basis for it whatsoever like that's hilarious <laughs> you know what i just found out that um you know the illuminati conspiracy yeah wait which one there there's was plenty like, of them <laughs> that oh, jay-z yeah, no, and I mean, beyonce just, I mean, are like part the, of it and all Oh, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole <laughs> no, thing. Sorry. I just mean the, 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 the broad, the broad theory that like the Illuminati are like this covert 
like they they controlled the whole world yeah, basically yeah, yeah. um i was watching a documentary um that says that that was like started by these guys who um i think one of them was working for playboy at the time and like printed in between two ads like an ad that kind of said something about the illuminati basically they were trying to prove that conspiracy theories are stupid <laughs> because it was like the illuminati is like this bavarian yeah it was a real thing at one that, point yeah it's yeah. like absolutely a real thing but it's just like the idea that like like when you look into what it actually is the idea that it could control the world is like absolutely outrageous Ridiculous, yeah but so they set out they set out to do this as like a joke and just like as a social experiment to kind of prove that it was ridiculous and then what happened is everyone ended up believe well not everyone but i mean it's like a huge a, conspiracy a theory thing, now and yeah. it's like I remember like even like with those kind of things, like conspiracy theories are hilarious. Like one of the ones that I found recently was um, Nostradamus. Uh, I remember like dad had a book of all Nostradamus mm-hmm. predictions, you know, predicting horrible, horrible world oh, yeah. events and stuff. And they're all, and people are like, so just like, yeah, he predicted 9-11 and all this kind of carry on. And it's like, if you actually look at the original quote, <laughs> because it's been redacted and changed um, years yeah. after years after years, the original quote is not even remotely close to what the the quote that you see now that people go to. Conspiracy theories are hilarious. Some of them are so funny. <laughs> like, what was the one? Yeah, I feel like with Nostradamus as well. It's like it's like those Twitter accounts that are set up to just like make predictions oh, yeah, uh, yeah. every day, and then they'll like delete the ones that are false, and then they'll end up predicting everything. Yeah, but like, they put by, like a hundred a day or something. Know, like one of them is bound to be right eventually. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There was one about like Beyonce's, like the name of Beyonce's child, I think, or like the name, the day that her like album dropped or something. And then, yeah, it just is like that. They just said every single day and then deleted <laughs> all of the days that it wasn't. But um, that's so stupid. Like, but yeah, it's like with Nostradamus, it. it's like if you predict if you predict enough things, then you'll predict something, right? Yeah, or you'll have people who just try and decipher it to just to, to kind of suit their narrative at the same time. But um, yeah, like the like QAnon conspiracy. Oh, it's for fuck! Like, don't start. <laughs> it's like life is too boring. Life is too boring to to be like just a load of bald white guys just going to work every day and making decisions. Like no, unfortunately, <laughs> that's has, the way that it is. There has to be like a, a deeper, <laughs> and there has to be a code. There was a, it's like a, it's like a Dar- Darren Brown. Yeah, the, Darren the Brown, da Vinci the, the Da Vinci Code. Like it's his yeah, fault. yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I remember when everybody was reading that book. My mum read that book as well, and then having to hear that it was satanic by some people as well. And I was like, "It's a book, like, and it's just po- it's literally just trying to <laughs> poke a bear that some books are satanic. Yeah, some some books There's are. Nothing wrong with that. I got a, I got a great book recently actually from, and I'm going to put this out there. This is not an ad, but there is a, a website. I'm, there's a website <laughs> called um, Heavy Metal Artwork who basically are trying to promote this idea oh. that um, uh, metal, like the genre, is, mu- is as much of like a culture to people as like punk is. So, you know, like punk is, it's a, like it's a cultural thing. Yeah. So what they had recently was this book called Art Divinia, which was about people who explore kind of like heavy metal styled artwork, like some of it's like hellscapes and stuff, but done in the style of like religious mm-hmm. themed paintings and stuff. And it just, I find it absolutely just incredible, uh. like really, really, really gorgeous stuff. 
Well, I, I forget what my point is of why I even brought that up. Uh, I can't remember. Why did I bring that up? I, I don't know. know. On that, though, <laughs> I just think it's it's really funny that, like, uh, sort of imagery and aesthetics of, like, what you would consider to be satanic. Oh, that was it. It all just comes Satan. from, <laughs> like, it all just comes from christian imagery yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah it's the same thing almost but you know i always find i don't know what it is with that kind of imagery i don't know if it's because like you know uh, my dad would be quite religious and was kind of brought up looking at all that kind of stuff i just find there's something extremely interesting about like that kind of like uh evangelican or like uh even like hellscapes and stuff like bosch was kind of one of the first painters when i was young that really really yeah, really yeah. blew my mind i thought it was incredible artwork and then like, um, so like, I, I'm trying to think of, there was a couple of artists, actually, I only was looking them up recently that I was talking about. Adam Burke is fantastic, but have, have you heard of Dennis Forkus? He did huh. the, he did the artwork for, no, I don't think so. he does these kind of, it's the same kind of like, they're just these old style kind of religious artwork kind of stuff, but they're, they're again, they're like hellscapes. And then Joe, uh, Je, no, hmm. Christina Frankov is the other one that I was looking at as well. Um, I was literally looking these people okay. up just before we even started. Talking. They're just again, it's this kind of like biblical thing, but they're it's they're kind of turning it on its head, if that makes sense. Actually, your man yeah. uh, Dennis Farkov, he did the, he did the album artwork for uh, the Satanist by Behemoth, which we went to, which was an amazing gig. But did you see Negril is up for? He's in. He's he's being tried by the uh, Polish government again for blasphemy. Uh, I feel like wasn't like when was that gig? Like wasn't he being tried at 20, the time? He was no, like, no, no, no. He I think so. We saw him I think in Vicar Street in two thousand. The whole Bible ripping thing. No, he was yeah. So is this, the, is this the, still the, like the Bible ripping. No, the Bible saga ripping thing. The Bible else? ripping thing was a couple of years ago. That's when he was he was performing at a festival. I think I'm going to butcher the story, but I think he was performing at a festival, and the Devil Wears Prada, who are ironically a um, metalcore <laughs> band that they call themselves the Devil Wears Prada. They're a, they're a Christian metal band and they gave him a Bible before he went on stage. Basically like you need Christ. And he went on, he went on stage and tore it up. Yeah. So the Polish government tried to um, oh. trial him for blasphemy and he got away with it. And then they did, he had like a coat of arms, Behemoth had like a coat of arms t-shirt um, that people were saying, I think it was linked yeah. to like Nazi imagery and stuff. And it wasn't, it was just a coat of arms. So they tried oh. to try him again. But when we saw him, he was he was celebrating the fact that Ireland got away with the that got rid of the blasphemy law. That was what he was. Yeah, that's what he was celebrating. I remember that. But he's up for it again. He's up for blasphemy but, charges um, why again. Why is he in court now? He stomped on a v- picture of the Virgin Mary. Just a different. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like um, I don't know. Yeah, each to the. It's like you kind of have to if if. <laughs> Exactly. Each to their own. Like I, if that's your shtick. Like you've really just got to go for it, whole hog. Yeah. I when I read it, I was just like, why? Why do you keep poking the bear? But again, you shouldn't be in court over. <laughs> it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. We won't. No, get that's into... the thing. I think he's doing it. He's doing it just to ridicule the ridiculousness of the of the law. Like I mean, you should be allowed to. You just, should be allowed uh... to critique anything, in my opinion. It's the same with like kind of like comedy. Exactly. Comedy, you should be allowed to yeah. joke about anything. Within obviously, there's such thing as really distasteful jokes but if 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 you're not allowed to talk about it you're allowed you should be allowed to talk about anything or nothing at all is kind of the way that i see it but um yeah i just think it's kind of sad that like obviously for him it's like the um 
it's kind of like, oh, well, you're a, you're a satanic metal band. Like people expect that of you, but it's like, I feel like you can kind of compare that to, uh, like Sinead O'Connor's career being, being basically ruined for speaking out against the church in Ireland. You know, it's funny. I had this conversation yeah. with people and kind of got, I remember having talking about it because it ruined her career. Like it, it really did ruin her career. Um, I think Bruce Springsteen was the first person to bring her on stage after about two years. He was the only person that would bring her back on stage because everybody wanted to get rid of her. Wow. But she was 100% right at the same time. Like, yeah. And, and then you have people saying that she was doing Absolutely. it for publicity. And it's like, why would anybody do that for publicity? Like, st- like uh, you're one of the big... I mean, like... But people do... But like, well, I'm saying people... That's what like, Behemoth is doing. But like, <laughs> yeah, that is what they're doing, actually. Yeah. No, but it's like, why would you... You know, you know the kind of publicity you're going to get from doing something like that. Especially like on, on something like Saturday Night... It was Saturday Night Live, like, like uh, probably... Yeah. Like one of the, probably one of the biggest live shows in the world i would say even even by wow. today's standards it's still huge but back in the 90s i would say it was the show to be watching in the states anyway and you she's doing it was a she's singing war by bob marley as well like a strip back cover of a bob marley song hmm. but yeah no it just uh anyway, i don't know where i was leading i was hoping yeah to, I don't know. Uh, but uh <laughs> So I guess so. We've been talking for over an hour now. So like I, I'm I'm finishing off all the interviews with uh, all the podcast episodes with this question, which is, uh, what do you enjoy most about the art that you create? Okay. Oh, um, oh, geez, I don't know. Like, I guess that I just get to create it, and it's like I get final say in what I do. Um that's the thing that's really special about it it's like any other job that i've had it's like i'm I'm working for someone else and when i'm creating art it's like entirely like i can do whatever i want yeah um so yeah that's that's pretty empowering no i'd say that that's, um that's that's just, it's a great space to be in as well yeah like just to be like listening to music or or not listening to music and to just doing doing my just thing. doing your own thing know. yeah i say it's very liberating like just being able to create whatever you want to create without having to stick to whatever like yeah it is it's and it's like it's a i think it's enriched my life like so so much like i think i'm a much kind of happier more intelligent person because of it mm. and it's like such a privilege that i kind of wish that like more people had the time to to do these things and like not even like i know people like people say like oh i'm i'm, I'm no good at art like uh, everything looks like a stick man it's just like well like try it out if you know if, if you had the time and the, the inclination then like you could yeah yeah and like stick men are cool oh, but enjoy your stick <laughs> stick men are cool i used to play stick men flash games all the time on uh on uh what was it oh yeah they were the best they were the best so anyway we'll we'll leave it there owen so just uh thank you so much for coming on and uh just the last thing is if any yeah, thank if you. anybody wants to check your stuff out where can they check it out uh mostly on instagram uh at odeforge o-d-e-f-o-r-g-e and uh the same on on tiktok uh more tiktoks to come oh what? I'm, I'm currently only one tiktok deep I didn't know but, you started uh, we'll TikTok. We'll didn't do my research. <laughs> yeah, I started TikTok yesterday. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
You got to keep up. I do got to keep up. That's bad. That's bad uh, researching. Anyway, we'll leave it there, Owen. Thank you so uh, much. It was for literally that. yesterday. All right. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I'm just, uh, and if anybody wants to ask me a question, you can uh, email me at the who art thou podcast at gmail.com or just send me a message on Instagram. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye.